What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Buns of Steel podcast. I'm glad to see you all here. Hello, welcome. Are we pointing our toes? Are we um, lengthening our spines? Is Are your wispies tied back? Um, are you getting your cardio in? Are you straightening your knees? Are you pointing all the way through your ankles? Great. Yes, you should be doing all of those things. Um, little point of view, I am not wearing a shirt, sitting in my room recording this, also signing up for the Lululemon Collective, which you have to do online now. You can't do it in the store. And of course, I have two items in my cart that are just a little bit too expensive and I want discounts. <laughs> And I also have a gift card. So I'm using the gift card and I'm trying to get this this collective thing. But and they're both on the we made too much, so they're sale, the both the items. So I hope I might, you know what? I might just buy them. I might just, just buy them and then, you know, eat it later. Um, I need new pants. I need pants that I can do aerial with because it is September and flip of a switch, it's getting cold all of a sudden. September 1st. It's cold. Sorry, I have my caffeine here as if I need it. I've been up since 5.30 in the morning. It is now currently 8.52. Um, I did my core power class. I worked the desk and I worked there um, until just now 8.30 and now I'm here. I am also late. I'm also late putting this episode out. I'm so sorry. I need better time management skills. They say that dance teaches you good time management skills because you have to like when you're when you're a kid, you have to like get your homework done and get good grades and go to class and like do all the things. And I'm lacking on that. So I'm really sorry. Um, I'm going to start putting this podcast higher up on my to do list because it does sneak up on you every Tuesday sneaks up on me. Um, I thought, oh, once a week. Great. I even thought about like in the beginning of this podcast, like doing it twice a week, maybe in quarantine time, but not in regular time. I am fully busy and booked. I already forgot to choreograph something for the dance team. Um, but don't worry, I did that already while I was working at Core Power. Probably shouldn't have done that, but what are you gonna do? Right? What are you gonna do? Um, sorry, I'm, I'm like stirring my little amino drink in the background. I hope I hope you can hear it to be honest. It's kind of a nice like clinky sound. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. So what else do I want to say? I don't know. Oh, oh, so yes, I have, I've been in rehearsals, just a little update on those rehearsals are good. I am experiencing a lot of strength building, like in the last three weeks since we've been starting, um, like I could not get through my solo, could not get through it. Um, would have to like stop for a couple of seconds or come down from the silk and like shake out my arms, like, you know, shake out my abs or <laughs> shake out my abs um, and that kind of thing. But now I can get through it and I can do it twice through. Um, it is hard. It is challenging. And I am breathing very heavy by the end and my, my forearms are burning. But yesterday I found a little bit of relaxation, which is nice. Like I found a little bit of like, wow, I really love this. Like, wow, this feels so good. Wow. Like I feel really 
beautiful. I feel really confident and like I'm doing something good for once. <laughs> like I'm I'm doing something good for my body. I'm doing something good for my mind. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the dream. That is the dream. Um, so yeah, I felt really good yesterday. Um, kind of riding that high a little bit today because I've been burning the candle at both ends. Ah, like good. Um, I'm a little bit delusional. My roommate just woke up. She's probably like, who the f- is she talking to? <laughs> She's laughing at me. Um, yes, it's, it's happening. Um, I had to do laundry last night at my parents' house and then I came back home and it was midnight and then I had to make my bed because of course I did my sheets, which every good adult should do. And then I made my bed and then um, I went to bed at one and then I woke up at 5.36. So running a little bit on MD, but we're getting through it. I have my Mino drink, which has caffeine in it. It just keep, I just keep needing to stir it because it's a powder. And if the powder isn't, you hear that? If the powder isn't um, all dissolved, you get like chunks of this really sour taste in your mouth and it's not so good. But if it's all dissolved, it tastes really good. Um, yes. Okay. So this week's episode, um, we're just going to jump into it. Um, I'm with Maddie Blessinger today. Um, I spoke to her this week. Um, I, mu- I like had to have her on the podcast um, since last episode, since when, when we talked about her post. Um, if you haven't caught up on last week's episode, I highly, highly recommend. Um, I kind of did a deep dive into her post about the, the survey over 900 dancers and just like kind of exposing the dance community and um, just kind of how how much work we need to do on it. And just because it's so unregulated, you know, that's kind of the takeaway of it. Um, not that other, I mean, other industries probably don't have it perfect either. But um, yeah, so just give it a give it a listen before you listen to this one. Um, I'll wait so you can click off and go to the next one. I'll wait. Okay, so now it's just the people that have listened to this last week's episode. Hello. Um, I have Maddie. She the the girl who made the woman. She's like my age, <laughs> young woman who made the post. I had her on. She's great. I just kind of jumped right in because I was like, I just have so many questions. I have so many things that I need answered. Um, I wasn't sure how deep we were gonna go. Um, but we did. We dove a little bit deep. We got to know each other a little bit. I don't know Maddie at all outside of Instagram, so um, it's kind of cool. I have another friend now um, abroad not abroad. She's domestic. She's um, here. But um, I have another friend that I can go visit maybe sometime if I'm out of Chicago and we can travel again. Um, Her conversation was great. She's a very calm. She has a very calming voice. She has a very soft demeanor, which I really appreciated. It kind of offsets my crackhead, you know, energy. Um, on this podcast sometimes, just like today. Uh, and I think you'll really enjoy it. I think you'll really kind of get a deeper um, perspective into what ballet dancers go to go through and um, what different trainings can do for you. Um, if you're looking for other training and other situations, um, go for it. And don't be afraid to speak up if something doesn't feel right. Um, Alrighty, without further ado, I need to put this episode out. So hello, bye. Um, and please enjoy the conversation. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
Hi, Maddie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Awesome. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with me today. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so, so I don't know, like, how, how are you doing? How has your day been so far? Um, I have so many questions. I don't, I, I so the, it's, it's recording already, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I want the listeners to know, like, um, you know, who you are, your upbringing, kind of like what you sent me in your bio, which was very interesting, by the way. So um, <laughs> go ahead. Um, what, what, it, what was your upbringing like? What are you um, currently studying now? That kind of thing. Cool. Um, well, I am originally from um, the Los Angeles area. Um, and before ballet, I was like super tomboy, like <laughs> no interest in dance whatsoever. <laughs> um, I was like, I did competitive swim. I did Taekwondo for like seven years. Um, I don't know. I feel like I pretty much did every sport, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I started dancing, um, when I was 13, um, just at a small studio that was fairly close to home. Um, and I honestly like hated ballet <laughs> at the beginning. I was right. only, I only did it because, um, I was taking tap and my teacher told me that my arms were terrible and ballet would help. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, that's still one of my biggest problems. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I think after a couple summers away from home, I realized I was actually really passionate about it, um, wanted to keep pursuing it. And so um, for my last year of high school, I moved away to attend uh, North Carolina School of the Arts. Um, and I was there for a year, um, which was a complete like different <laughs> experience from anything yeah. I've ever all the way across the country yeah <laughs> oh my goodness and and um what made you switch like I know that on your bio you kind of I got the impression that you're pretty well traveled in the United States in terms of you know ballet schools and um summer programs and all that stuff so like what made you make the big switch and um what are like what do you what do you look for in those types of programs um I think Honestly, I don't know an exact moment that made me decide to, like, pursue um, training away from home and pursuing ballet seriously. But um, I, I think it was um, the summer that I spent at Oregon Ballet Theater, um, my first summer there, I just felt really... Um, I don't know. I feel like the teachers there really had faith in me and really wanted yeah. to see me succeed. And it made me realize like, oh, I could actually see myself doing this. I actually really love doing this. Um, and, <laughs> That's good. Having a teacher. Yeah. Um, and I knew, um, well, my mom knew someone whose son had attended NCSA. So um, she recommended it to me just to apply and see if I could get in. Cause at that point, after that summer, I was really intent on, um, leaving home for better training. 
and I ended up getting in and it we visited the school and it just seemed like a very welcoming environment and it just felt right so that's where I decided to go that's amazing and and are you are you a senior now or that year was like this past year oh that was like five years ago oh yeah okay 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 great great um that's awesome that's awesome so what are you what are you doing now five years later um I have been a trainee at Los Angeles Ballet for a year now and I'm about to head into my second year um looks a lot different than it did last year but um, yeah what is that like well, we're still having class as far as I know, but we have to wear masks and we all have our individual bar spots six feet apart and everything. Right. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm in Chicago and I'm taking class as well. And it's the same thing, but I'm an I'm an aerial dancer. Oh, cool. So we have our own silks that we have to like either store store at the studio or, you know, take with us like on our commute. Um which can be funny, but, uh, yeah, everyone, like you have to like, you're basically responsible for your own silk rather than, you know, just rigging the one that's there and it just comes down and then that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. Have you been dancing a lot in masks recently um, or is this like your first well, week or, um, they did have like a summer program actually. And, um, it was six weeks long and, um, that's when I first started wearing a mask in class. Okay. It was really nice because I think a lot of people didn't get to do um, in-person intensives or anything like that over the summer. Yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, the ma- Yeah, the mask is, uh, I don't know, like, um, it, the my face is always a problem. <laughs> like, I, I, I have an I have a resting bitch face. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> at, all times at the bar, even in like recently, uh, during in like the height of the quarantine, we were still taking classes on Zoom, and um, we had to send in, like everyone had to send in a video of the same time do that we were doing for like a social media thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, like great, I love the time do that we do. It's a set bar, so like I like the I like the one that we do, and I record it, and I'm like, okay, that was pretty good, and then I watch it, and it looked like. I wanted to throw myself off the nearest building. Like I was like, Oh my God, is this how I look like normally? Like, is this how I look like when I'm enjoying myself? Like what do I look like when I'm not having fun or when I mess something up? So I don't know. I was like, okay, well, these masks are not going to you know, serve me in the long run because I'm not thinking about my face at all, <laughs> but it's kind of nice to like, just kind of hide a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Amazing. That's amazing. So as a trainee, um, are you feeling like different than, I don't know, like, so as a trainee, do you feel like your job is any different than when you were a student or when you were a trainee at other, at other schools? Like, do you feel like, oh, like I have more um, freedoms? I don't know. I have more privileges or I don't know like is there is there anything really different um yeah I think it's a lot different I think just I think the training is still um very like intense and really emphasized which is a good thing obviously um but yeah I do feel like there's a lot more 
responsibility than there is in schools. Like you're, there's not as much um, class because there's so many rehearsals. Um, you have to be really diligent about keeping yourself accountable um, for like maintaining your technique and learning all the choreography because everything's just so much more fast paced than it is in a school. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. All right. And you, um, are you, were you rehearsing for anything before we had to stop production of all of that stuff? Like, were you, um, doing any ballets in, in the middle of anything? Yeah, we were just, uh, beginning rehearsals for Sleeping Beauty. We finished oh. the prologue, but that's all, that's as far as we got, unfortunately. <laughs> so as a trainee, are you, like, do you perform? Like, are you guaranteed a performance or are you understudying? Like, how does that work? Um, well, for Sleeping Beauty, I was actually um, the nurse in the prologue. So <laughs> I was going to perform that. Oh, you were going to be on stage. And probably um, we were understudying lilac attendance and we were going to learn sylphs, I think. But um, we never got that far which is kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, but we did get to do a lot of understudying too. Um, we got to learn Concerto Barocco back in February, which was amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. I'll put a whole damper on, it on everything. I hope, I mean, you will get another chance for sure. You'll get another chance to redeem yourself, <laughs> um, especially if like it's kind of on you to keep everything in check like keep your technique and keep all that stuff so yeah I mean if you yeah and you sound like a very hardworking and diligent person so I like to think so (laughs) (laughs) won't be a problem (laughs) um I really want you to go in depth of like what started so okay Maddie Maddie at Maddie bless is your Instagram right yeah (laughs) and you started this huge movement um recently in this post that you did in the survey that you did um on social media and I actually talked about it in my in the podcast episode that came out last week um Mm -hmm. I can link that to you if you really want to listen to it um but (laughs) of course um I really want to know like what prompted you to make a huge survey like that and how did you get so many dancers to participate and I participated by the way even even though the the um the results were out and I'm like whatever maybe we should do another one <laughs> yeah um well gee I don't even know where to begin um <laughs> and feel free to ramble You've got all the time in the world don't even feel like you have to cut anything off like I really I want to hear the details because like it's it was astounding to read it and um well, when I went to college, there was like this whole thing about like, be careful what you say, be careful what you do, because it could affect casting, it could affect this and that. And it was like the stupidest things that would be like, oh, like you need to watch yourself, like blah, blah, blah. And not that, not that your survey is like offensive in any way, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's like, whoa, it sheds a lot of light on people that may not want may not want to hear that or may not want that to be exposed. So, um, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to Oh, no worries. Go ahead from the very beginning. I, I need to hear the whole story. No, it's actually interesting that you said that because there's been so many people who have like either commented or reached out to me personally that like, Oh, this is such a brave thing to do. And, um, 
to be honest, I didn't even like really take that into consideration when I first like posted that because I don't know, like a lot of people were like, are you worried this will affect like hiring prospects or like future job openings and anything like that and honestly (laughs) I'm like well I didn't think about that before but honestly if um uh if like anyone saw that and thought that like those statistics were okay I definitely wouldn't want to be dancing for them (laughs) exactly exactly and like my response probably would have been like well I didn't think about that I didn't think about you know my so maybe I'm in a okay environment and maybe you're not in an okay environment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I definitely wouldn't have like considered posting it if I weren't at a place that I knew um was like supportive of that and I feel like it's a healthy environment that agrees with like everything that I believe. Um and honestly, I think going to LAB um, was kind of what made me realize how like messed up the rest of the dance world is because I hadn't been to many places that um, were just as like healthy and um, didn't promote a lot of the toxic behavior that I've seen pretty much everywhere else. Wow. Yeah. So you were, so you were propelled, you were compelled to, um, talk about it because you were like wow this is how I meant to be treated like this is how this is like a good place for me so what everyone else needs to feel this way too yeah and I think also like talking to a lot of the other girls that I um dance with too who had just started last year um like I think a lot of them had the same experience um that things were just so much different from their schools and I didn't realize like how experiences were just like talking more openly about um what we've been through and stuff that's so then you created this the survey to kind of like get other people's perspectives and how did you get so many dancers to to participate um well initially I actually just created it um to share with like a few of my friends privately just to see like, I don't know, like just how common everything was. Um, Mm -hmm. And then like a lot of them told me like, wow, this is really um, eye opening. And like, I didn't realize like I would relate to so much of this and like how specific it got. So I decided to, um, I shared it like on my Instagram story and um, a few other people reached out to me and asked if they could share it on theirs. And I said, of course, that's totally fine. And then I started getting like a lot of responses after um, a few of my friends ended up sharing it. And then I decided why not take it further? Um, So I asked um, two like larger accounts, um, Ballet Zeta and Biscuit Ballerina if they would share um, the survey, like, with their followers just to um, get more of a broad, uh, like, right range of participants and not just, like, the people in my circle and my friend's circles. And so do you know how many people in total 
like to this day have participated? Um, well, in the original survey, it was 937. Wow. And then in the current one, I think we have a little over 100. Okay. That's, that's, and that's a pretty, like, if we're talking scientifically, that is a pretty, oh, that's a good sample size. Like, if you're not, you didn't just do 12 dancers and say, oh, like 60% of us, like, no, it's <laughs> 900 dancers all have feel, and like, um, and your, your post was specifically on the, the ballet world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took my, I, when I took it, I was like, okay, I, I'm going to replace in my mind the world ballet world with dance world because I didn't grow up in, um, ballet conservatories and I didn't really go to ballet. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, I don't know what they call like, a not the opposite of a one trick pony. I'm master. I'm a jack of all trades, master, <laughs> of, master of none. Um, so I was like, okay, like this really relates to me too, not even in a ballet setting completely um and of course as a professional now things are much different like I'm in a professional company and like no one no one has treated me with any sort of you know disrespect or disdain or anything um, which I feel blessed to say but like growing up and even in college and in intensives like that was very much not the case Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird because you are going someplace to ex- have an experience. You're going someplace to learn and then you're not treated that way back. And it's in the name of or preparing you for, for the real world. Like that seems backwards. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I think um, like in my experience too, I danced at um, Oregon Ballet Theater School, but um, my class would oftentimes be in rehearsal with the company and understudy and perform um, with the company. Um, And I remember just having like so much anxiety over it and like over preparing for like when my um, cast would get to run it. And I just remember like messing up and like just being like, Oh my God, I'm going to get screamed at so bad right now. And then the rehearsal director was like, oh, it's okay. Let's just go back to the top. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Every time, like, I messed up in um, school, like, I'd get screamed at. And they're like, we're just preparing you for the real world. Right. This is not (laughs) what I was expecting. Yeah, this is not, this is not it. And, like, we're adults now. So it's like, you don't need to be reprimanded like a child. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And the, your slide about the hypervigilance, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't know what that meant literally until like I've heard the word before of course but I didn't know what it meant um until literally reading your post like two or three weeks ago and I was absolutely hyper vigilant in college because like like what you just said my cast would run um this one contemporary piece and like I it was we we would never get to run it and then when we did we were expected to do it perfectly mm-hmm. And I just crumbled under the pressure. I crumbled, like, when my professor would look at me, I would just, like, just, like, hop, like, and I started experiencing differences in my behavior. Um, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's, like, a real, like, I'm not glad that it's a real thing, but I'm glad that I wasn't weird and I mm-hmm. it wasn't just, like, a weird thing that I was doing. Like, no, it's, like, a real human instinct. It's a real human thing that happens. 
um, when you feel threatened. Yeah, when you absolutely. feel like less than. I honestly, I think I have pretty much been dealing with that since my very first school because I think that's where, like, I was yelled at so much there. Good grief. <laughs> I was just yeah. so used to it, but it was still, like, every time it was just terrible. I felt so awful and humiliated and just, like, yeah. incompetent. But, right. um, like, it never really happened anywhere else, to be honest. But um, I was still, like, every time... I was in class, I would just be, like, preparing to get yelled at for no reason. Um, I'd be, like, standing close to the door in the back of the room oh just so I could, like, not be seen. Just because I had so much, like, overwhelming anxiety and until I, like, learned what hypervigilance was. Um, I just didn't know, like, what to do or how to get over it. And I think just having the knowledge... Um, of what you're experiencing is really important to getting over it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really sorry that you had to deal with any of that. Um, And like I said before, you sound like a very well-spoken, smart, um, well-traveled, experienced dancer. And like no, no person, even of your standards should be treated that way. Um, And even when you are, and what kills me is when in that post, even when they're doing their best, like even when like you still feel that way, mm-hmm. even what like you and teachers still like maybe would give you the the silent treatment or the cold shoulder or, you know, humiliate you in front of the class, even though you are doing your best, like you're not some like schmo in the corner, like yeah. everybody's time, like you are, you're like actually there to like better yourself. Yeah. Wow nuts to me so nuts to me um have you found any like resources that have helped you like overcome hypervigilance or any of the other issues like um I don't know like you were were talking about in your post about like dance companies that have the resources for mental health and that kind of thing like have you found any resources that have helped you or ones that you know of in general that we could share with um the listeners um honestly I don't really know too many off the top of my head okay personally for me I found um meditation is really helpful yeah just getting you into a more like calm mindset and like accepting the things that you have control over and the things that you don't um so just like knowing your own worth isn't defined by um, what any teachers or directors say about you. Right. That's, and that's very important. And and yeah, uh, I used to meditate a lot. Um, Like I, for me, I thrive off of verbal affirmation. So Mm -hmm. if someone, if like even a teacher looks at me and kind of nods, I'm like, yes, like that. Yeah. (laughs) I know what you mean. Yep. I'm like, I am it today. Like, this is it. And, but I, and I, from a young age, like holding my, whether I have a good day or a bad day in the hands of somebody else, Mm -hmm. like I, and I can, I honestly still do it today, but I'm more aware of it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. So if they don't like what I'm doing, like, I know that, you know, I'm, I'm, successful because I I have you know 
this and this under my belt. And that's, that's why, you know, I'm not going to be everyone's like, oh my gosh, aesthetic, but, um, it's just like nice to have just like the, uh, and it kind of feel like it comes with maturity too. It's just nice to have the maturity to finally be like, okay, like it's okay that no one complimented you today. Like, don't be dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, go back to class tomorrow, do what you love to do. And like, you'll attract your like-minded teachers and your like-minded people and then be more, be more involved with them and not the ones that you're trying to impress all the time. And you're just never gonna be that for them. You're never going to be impressive to them. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. I feel like I used to set like such high standards for myself and like I literally would have like quotas for like how many like corrections or compliments right? I'd get from teachers and if I didn't meet it, I Me would too. just have a breakdown. <laughs> Me so too. like sad. Right. It is. And like you're putting your worth into somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like my parents listen to this and they're going to be like, Jenna, like don't do that. Like what do you mean? You're yeah, but in, but in every other aspect of my life, I don't do that. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't put, you know, I don't put my cleanliness factor into my roommate because she perceives me as clean or dirty or whatever. Like I just know that I'm dirty. I'm a mess I'm messy. <laughs> like if like I don't know, like any other um I don't know. That just doesn't happen anywhere else. Yeah. But like in dance and I don't know where that stems from. I don't know where in my in in our training that comes from per se. Um I think I just, honestly I feel like so much of what you're taught when you are a younger dancer is just like obedience and the teacher is always right like no matter what. Right. Okay. Um actually yeah. now that you say that I do remember <laughs> a phrase that my my teachers would tell me that like oh if um if a teacher is correcting you that means that they like you mm-hmm. that means that that means that they see something in you because they wouldn't give you that time of day if they didn't see you have potential so that gives the again the power into the teacher of being like well, I can say whatever the hell I want to these poor kids because they think that I they think that I'm God and they think that I'm gonna wave my magic wand and make them a good dancer mm-hmm. and you know I'm gonna have a power trip for myself for my own benefit um that's kind of like this is a totally different discussion but when people are like oh like like how do you know when a boy likes you it's like oh when he's a little mean to you it's like no, <laughs> that's not that's not what we should be teaching children yeah <laughs> oh wow um, lots to unpack. Lots, lots and lots to unpack. Let me just go back to the post actually right now. Cause I, there was a couple that I really, um, um, resonated with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. This one. Um, so this is straight from, uh, Maddie's post when dancers were asked to select which of, of, which of these they had experienced in starting their belly training. This is what they reported. Self-doubt slash low confidence, 96% of the dancers that you surveyed. Body dysmorphia, 76%. Disordered eating, which could mean restricting, purging via vomiting or laxative abuse. Binge eating, oppressive planning, or sorry, obsessive, not oppressive, planning slash calorie calorie counting, 61%. Substance abuse, 15%. Overexercising, 46%. Depressive episodes, 65%. Um... I have like experienced 
all of these except for the substance abuse. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but why, like, why does dance make me, so, why does dance make all these people so happy when all of these issues come with it that are like really big issues in and of itself? When you experience self-doubt and body dysmorphia or body dysmorphia and disorder eating and overexercising, like, but experiencing those all at once and mm-hmm. still going back to the people that bring that to you or bring that upon you. Like, how how insane, how absolutely insane is that? I know, it's insane. I think a lot of it is just so normalized. It's, like, part of the deal. It's, like, I don't know. I think right. having... Um, I just remember, like, having conversations with people, like, talking about this stuff, like, realizing now that that's so messed up. But, like, it just felt so, like, casual and normal to talk about. Right. I think normalizing is the key word because if everyone feels this way, then it's like, okay, like, this is – and you were, of course, humans are creatures of, you know, um, power and numbers and social social creatures – so when everyone's feeling the same thing, it's like, okay, like this is like super normal and mm-hmm. we don't need to worry about it rather than being like, how about we make it just better for the masses? And then that's normal. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering what, what other, like you kind of mentioned before that you um, are like getting in contact with other media outlets or people want to contact you and talk about it. Yeah. Is that, has that happened yet? Um, well, I just started uh, last week. Um, I talked with a few people, but uh, most recently I talked with um, Kathleen Gaines of We Are Minding the Gap. Um, she wrote an article um, just talking about how um, her depression kind of was the re- like her lack of resources to treat her depression um, Mm. was a main factor in her having to quit ballet. Um, And she just started this whole movement um, really advocating for better um, mental health resources in schools. Um, So it was a really, really great conversation I had with her. That's great. That's cool. Are there any other ones that are in the future or are you like, nope, cut it off? I've got rehearsal. Oh, there's too many to count. <laughs> I think that's, I that's yeah. crazy. That's incredible. I've talked with a few um researchers as well from various uh schools and universities and stuff. And what do they want to know? Um, I think a lot of what you're asking actually, just um okay. kind of like what was my inspiration behind it? Um what like drove me to share that all the information and like what experiences I've had that led to me um like feeling this way and feeling like I had to make some sort of difference I guess that's awesome that schools are like not only nodding to your work but also getting in contact with you and being like okay like obviously this girl can help us because we want our programs to be strong and we want our programs to be, you know, one of the best. So obviously we're not trying to perpetuate this 
wrong behavior um, as much as we possibly can. So let's let's like do something about it right now. Um, there's no time like the present <laughs> and like fix it, fix it right now. Yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, I think it's interesting, like that some have reached out to me just because like, I don't know what you want from me. And now like, <laughs> I don't know what I can do. I'm like, not actually that <laughs> educated in terms of college or anything. I just wanted people to see like because when one person like shares their experience um it's so easy to discredit them and just say like it's one person but like here's the numbers you know right (laughs) can't ignore them yeah and I would say like like I I would totally feel that way too but also you're like the vessel of all these people's stories like they want to know what you know like they want you to be the storyteller of like Cause they can't contact 900 people, 900 dancers. Mm-hmm. So like you're, you're this valuable like link in the chain, the, the missing link in this chain that we've <laughs> been missing for forever. And like, you finally, like we finally have someone who like has a lot of stories, a lot of evidence, a lot of perspective as well, because you're a dancer is like, it's, you're not just a random person. Like, you, you know, the industry mm-hmm. and that is super special. I don't think it's ever been done before. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations for being you know on the forefront of that front <laughs> thank you um it's it's I I literally think it's doing wonders I send it to my um I teach at the studio that I grew up in um great studio highly recommend um and I was like but I you know I just sent it because I was like mm-hmm. I don't know like if you've been teaching for two years or 32 years you know it doesn't matter um and if something resonates with you and you feel like oh, I could really improve myself in, in that in that realm. Or, oh, I can really, you know, soften my tone or think of it in a different way um, than I have been for the last 30 years. Like, that would be beneficial for everybody involved. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really hard um, for a lot of people to kind of have that realization, though. I think um, yeah. especially, like, the older the teachers or directors or whomever – are right they're just so rooted in these quote-unquote traditions even no matter how damaging they are that that's what they believe um made them successful and that's what they believe will make their students successful um when it's really more up to you and your own work that you're putting in it really is it really is up to the dancer itself like there's I mean not to discredit my teachers and the people that have helped me but like, I, I feel like I had to see past what was right in front of me and be like, okay, what is next? What is my next move? Like, I can't just be stuck, you know, in high school. I can't just be stuck, you know, here. Like, what is, what is going to be my next? Is it college? Is it company? Is it, like, auditions? Like, um, it was largely me in those early years being like, okay, like, I need to do this. It wasn't my teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, and like, also, I guess, when I've had more, um, like, encouraging, um, like, still strict, I think, and still um, demanding, but, like, not abusive teachers, I feel like I responded so much better to, um, like, positive encouragement and just healthy 
um, constructive criticism as opposed to like verbal abuse. But I think that just like makes you shut down, at least for me. And it just prohibits you from working to your fullest. Right. Please raise your hand if you work better with verbal abuse. I really want to know. (laughs) I know, really. (laughs) I mean, are you truly passionate if that's like what it takes to get you to work hard? Yeah, yeah. And I always think like when I I started teaching out of college, I was like, what am I going to, what kind of scare factor like I thought this I'm like what kind of scare factor can I instill in these kids like I am maybe five years older than the oldest one mm-hmm. and because I'm 18 or not 18 I'm 20 I would be 21 at this point um what kind of what kind of things can I teach without being scary and I'm like wait a minute I am their age basically so I'm extremely relatable I know what they're talking about like I'm not in the dark about TikTok Instagram (laughs) like I know exactly what's going on in their lives and I'm going to continue to play that to my advantage like I I'm the relatable one I'm the I'm the down to earth like you know with you like in this struggle kind of type of thing that a lot of the older teachers can't can't do Mm -hmm. um maybe that's maybe that's why they they turn to fear because I mean there's no relatability but I'm like that's pretty powerful to have like a have young teachers and people that understand these new students and what kind of things they're going through with like coronavirus like zoom classes out the waz all day every day because mm-hmm. um, it's just all online now and like no one no one understands what these kids kind of go through because there's never been kids that have gone through this before um so I'm like, wow, I can't, I'm like, pride my, I'm going to pride myself in that. That's <laughs> kind of cool. I'm not going to be the sc- old scary one. I'm going to be the young, like educated, influential one. Like, yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be me. And that's going to be, you know, me for hopefully forever. <laughs> young forever. <laughs> that's awesome. Do you teach at all? Um, I have taught a few times, but this past year, I've been um, assistant teaching a creative movement class, oh. which is very interesting, <laughs> to say the very least, cute. but it's fun. Yeah. I always, even when I'm not feeling like doing it, I always feel better afterwards. The kids are so cute. Yeah. But, and how old are your creative movement? Uh, I think they're between like five and six, I want to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are sweet, but, like, you can't teach them anything. They have no memory. Mm-hmm. They're, like, not a clue what not a clue what you're doing. Yeah, I think I was cute. the one. I was always, like, the kid, even though I wasn't dancing. I was always the kid that was, like, super distracted, like, didn't want to follow any of the rules. Yep, so whenever there's one of those, I'm like, hey, uh, I can relate to you. I can relate, and also sorry to my teachers who had to deal with me because... <laughs> yeah. I was not a piece of cake. Yeah, it's just important to be patient with those ones. That's true. It's very true. Um, All right, Maddie. Well, we basically covered all my questions. Um, Thank you so much for, for, again, taking the time out um, to talk to me. Um, Do you want to say anything else? Maybe, like, plug your Instagram if you want to. Oh, yeah. um, My Instagram is at MaddieBless. I try not to check. It's been really <laughs> overwhelming, but yeah, um, 
So just give her a follow and don't DM her for a couple years. <laughs> for a little while. For real. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Maddie. I hope you have a great rest of your labor. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Buns of Steel podcast. Um, please follow us on social media at Buns of Steel Pod. That's the Instagram. You can also follow me if you'd like, at Jenna Brady. Um, and follow Maddie. I think she said her her at um, in our conversations. So if you listen, go do that. Um, she's great. Um, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate all the love and support. Sorry this episode is late. I'm doing my best. <laughs> okay, bye. See you next week.